up, New York? Big Rig here. Follow me at, at The Big Rig Show on Twitter. Call in 347-989-0635. Um, I'm going to recap the Met game last night, preview a little Met game tonight, go over a little NFL, Monday Night Football. Um, big thing happened last night in NFL football. The NFL is very thankful that that game ended the way it did. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, taking your calls about the Mets, a little sloppy, got the job done, started off, started off weak, came and finished like like a like a lion, like a champion, like a gladiator. Mets might be a gladiator in this playoff, so that's good. We're going to go into some breakdowns of uh, pitching performances from last night, tonight, break it down, Kershaw, Mets tonight, last night, Harvey Anderson, Harvey faltered a little bit. Had a rough outing. Didn't have his best stuff. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Anderson. We're going to talk about the Mets lineup and what the hitters did and what they said to the New York fan base last night with that game. So as soon as we come back, we're going to start with the Mets. Game three wrap-up. And we'll get back and we'll uh, take your calls. Number 347-989-0635. Be back in a minute. Show coming at you three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five. Taking your calls for the next hour. Uh, we're talking about start off with the Mets game last night. Um, they did they did the job they needed to do. Harvey he started off slow. He, he had a really really rough outing. He wasn't the same pitcher we've seen in the past. He struggled to get every out. Every inning was an uphill battle. He had runners in, in scoring position, runners on base giving up base hits, you know, we'll get into that. The Mets lead the series two games to one now. They won last night 13-7. to Game four tonight, Tuesday, October 13th, 8 p.m. I'm sure everyone's going to be watching that elimination game for the Dodgers. Game game four, playing to go to the NLCS for the Mets tonight. I'm sure you guys are going to be glued to your seats, especially with the matchup. We got Clayton Kershaw one of the best pitchers in the league. And we have Steven Matz going tonight, who hasn't done bad. He has done really good for the Mets. Hasn't pitched since September 24th, 
had a back issue. But he's going tonight, and I, I feel pretty confident, especially up 2-1. You guys lost last night. You started Mets. I'd have a little bit different feeling. I don't know if you could start Mets in that situation. I think they were going to no matter what. I personally wanted my best pitcher pitching and my second best pitcher pitching. So if you would have lost last night, you know, hypothetically speaking, you would have had to go with DeGrom tonight. But if you pitch Mets, that means your number one went twice if it went to five games, which is what you want. But you kind of have Syndergaard there that you want you want him to get as many starts as, as DeGrom. So, you know, game three, it was it was it was a rough one in the beginning. You guys got second inning, let up those three runs. You start worrying. You're like, wow, Harvey, you, you don't look like yourself today. You, you let up three runs, bases loaded, and now are we gonna have to fight and 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 claw our way back? Well, that's what we thought until the Mets offense just exploded, broke their pro season scoring record. Are you and? The win for Ruben signs in the in the in the stands and you know Ruben Tejada coming out the standing ovation before the game, I think it really fired you guys up. You know, forty four thousand, a little more than forty four thousand there last night in attendance. Um, game time was like three hours and forty two minutes. It felt longer than that. I swear it was going to go over four hours just from the beginning. A lot of runs scored, but. I thought that game was going to be a four, four-and-a-half-hour duel uh, just because the way it was going. I mean, I looked up at the clock. It was like 10.45, and it was the third inning. That's what it felt like anyway. Uh, Harvey, go over some numbers. Um, go over the Dodgers' numbers, their home runs, RBIs. You know, see what they did. Harvey was five innings pitched, seven hits, three runs, two earned, two walks, seven strikeouts. With 360 ERA, so not what you not a Harvey performance, so to speak. It's not that if we call it a vintage Harvey, that's not really vintage Harvey, but you'll take it, especially with that run support. He got a ton of runs. Cologne came in again, two innings, two hits, one run, one earned, three strikeouts, <clears throat> let up a home run, but hey, oldest pitcher. Since 1933, I believe, to record three strikeouts in one inning, which is, which is phenomenal. I love Barcelona. He's great. I love watching him. He's just out there. He's jolly. He he knows this is like playing with with borrowed money. You know what I mean? Like he's he's great out there. I love watching him. Yeah, Reed, familiar came in. I don't know why they use familiar. I guess. You got to lock it up. You try to lock it up with your best. I don't hate the decision. I don't love it either. Now for the Dodgers pitching, Ed Anderson, three innings, seven hits, six runs, six earned, three strikeouts, one one home run, and 18 ERA. Did you did you not expect to get to Anderson though? I mean, Brett Anderson has not been a good pitcher all year. If you put him in that position, nine times out of ten, he's going to do the exact same thing he did last night. And that's what a good postseason team needs to do. They need to expose the bad pitchers. When a pitcher makes a mistake, they need to expose it. And that's what the Mets did last night. They, Every time there's a bad pitch, they took advantage of it. And that's great. So, you had Wood come in, four hits. 
four runs or four earned, two walks, two strikeouts, another 18 ERA. Baez is having a rough, rough series. No outs. He didn't get, he didn't record one out last night. One hit, three runs, three earned runs, you know, two walks, an 81 ERA in the postseason for Baez. Oh, man. I'd rethink that one, L.A. He's like uh, not an option at this point. If he if it comes down to it tonight, and the Mets see Baez, <laughs> the Mets see Baez coming in in the bullpen. <laughs> I'd be pumped. I'd be really pumped. So <laughs> Mets did a good job. Harvey, we're gonna go into that after the break. Harvey did a good job. He got. He, I, I don't want to say he got the job done, like where he was just lock it up. Uh, that's it, Harvey. You're, you're good now. He struggled. He struggled a lot. So we're gonna go into Harvey. See what he did. See what the Mets batters did. Right after break. Three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five number to call. the long ball goes the Mets are like they're they're living either live or die by the long ball and they're living on it they're living on it right now and they're camping out with it taking it to dinner you know wine and dining the long ball right now and it's going good and hey stick with it that's what works that's what works I've seen a lot of postseason teams try to do that and it's hard to do throughout the whole postseason so if the Mets can continue it throughout this whole postseason they're going to be successful. If they have to rely on small ball manufacturing runs, I don't know how they're going to do it that. When If Clayton Kershaw comes out tonight and is on his game throwing like Clayton Kershaw and you got to manufacture a couple runs and Matt's is shutting them down, hey, you're going to have to – it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be a rough one. So, let, yesterday, Mets lit up. Gonzalez hit one again. Howie Kendrick. Um, that, you know, garbage time. Doesn't really matter. Darno, awesome game last night. Fantastic. Um, Cespedes starting to come on fire. He's starting to come on fire, and he is just a massive man. I seen him. He comes out. the 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 bat flip was epic last night. He comes running down the field. Takes comes in the dugout. You know, gets his little standing go. He's just starting to just 
be on fire again. And he's he's doing good, and that's what you want. Uh, RBIs, Grandal, Gonzalez, Kendrick. Kendrick had three, Gonzalez four, and Grandal had two. RBIs for the Mets, Darno had three, Granderson five. Granderson, another one starting. Not even starting, he was. He, he's been like that. He's been doing all the small stuff and getting timely hits and, and getting on base. And your number as your number one in the lineup, that's what you want, and he's doing it. Murphy, Murphy's just mm, – I you want to get rid of him? Don't get rid of him. Murphy's he should be a solid, a solid spot on your team for the next couple of years. Cespedes three RBIs last night. Conforto. So it was just a little stat here. Two out RBIs. Gonzalez had one for the Dodgers. The Mets three from Granderson, two from Darno, one from Murphy, three from Cespedes with two outs. You haven't seen that in a while from the Mets, and that's. They're starting to come around. They're starting to get that that feeling that this this team isn't going to be stopped anytime soon. And you, if you're a Met fan, you're going to get really excited. Runners in scoring position: Dodgers three out of nine, Mets six out of fifteen. Hey, could be better, could be worse, but they did the job, so that's all that matters. Um, Terry Collins came out and said he worked hard. Harvey speaking. Worked harder tonight to give us five quality innings than I've ever Adams have seen him work at any time, which is probably true. He had a struggle for those innings. Every, like I said before, every inning was an uphill battle, a fight, climbing a mountain. He did not have his best stuff. I said it the other day. He he has the best stuff on the Mets, but last night he did not. And he in a, in a time where he really needed to show this fan base that he was ready to go and ready to provide for this team, get back in that, maybe that number one, but after last night, the Grom's your number one, fellas and ladies. You got you to get on his back. He's going to carry you through this. Harvey, I think he has a lot of problems mentally right now. He needs to sort out. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe the pressure. Maybe the, he had the crowd back in him. The crowd was probably the loudest I've heard it. It was, it was blaring through the speakers on the TV last night. So, he has to just calm down a little bit. Don't let the pressure get to him. I mean, DeGrom went out to L.A., pitched a great game. So he had a lot lot harder role there. And game one, where he needed to win against Kershaw. Harvey versus Anderson. I mean, lock that up. You got you to win that game. That shouldn't have been, you know, he should have went seven innings for you. Because now he went five. It's kind of on that border if you need him, you don't need him. When did you get a pitch again? Seven, he would have gave you quality innings. Quality. Terry said they had quality innings last night. No, so much quality. He kind of settled down a little bit, but he always had, you know, grabbing the bottom of the seat, ready to see if something's going to happen. And that's what he did yesterday. It wasn't quality. I mean, he, he muscled through them. So Terry's, you know. He gets a little out of the, he gets he he overcompliments people sometimes and you know I guess he has to you got to play up your team. Um, he said before the game that if Harvey was talked to about throwing at the team, and he said spoke to in his little stern little voice. Uh, every now and then Terry Collins goes back to that manager of old where he was really hard and no one liked him, and he gets that. I guess he's kind of perturbed with Harvey anyway, so. He he told him, listen, this is a playoff game. 
We don't need any runner, runners in scoring position, any base runners, unnecessary, unnecessary base runners. So it's smart. The best way to get under them and get them back is to win. Okay, Michael Goodyear, the greatest retaliation is winning. You nailed it. You nailed it right there. Okay? So you just got to win the series and then never think about the Dodgers again until next year or whenever you face them again. Then you get them back. Like we said yesterday, baseball players, it's hard to forget. We remember everything. A year from now, two years from now, we got a long memory. Okay? Anderson, I mean, this is the quote. <laughs> I don't know how he could say this. Mainly two pitches cost us the game. Anderson said, just embarrassing on my part. Yeah, Brett, you think? And you know what? I don't care if you pitch two pitches and you take those two pitches back. You were losing that game. Did you think you were going to come in there and win? You're Brett Anderson. You ain't going to win that game. And you didn't. And the rest of your team, you know, your one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven pitchers you pitched had that pitch last night didn't do a much better job. Everyone let up a hit. A couple guys didn't. But, oh, you got 18 ERA, 18, 81 ERA. Uh, hey, if it goes if it goes like that, you ain't going to win. If it goes Kershaw Jansen tonight, it's going to probably lights out. So, we'll see what happens. We're going to preview that game in a little bit. But uh, the Met fans, the Met fans in the, in the stands, <laughs> you guys got up and you started feeling a little bit more comfortable about what was going on. He started uh, chanting, we want Utley. Where is Utley? You think Don Mattingly is going to bring in Chase Utley in that position? There's no way. Oh, man, imagine that. Up seven runs, eight runs, and you bring in Chase Utley. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're just saying, hey, I don't like you, Ch- uh, Chase. Go out there and get hit. Get bean in the kidneys. Start peeing blood for a week. So <laughs> I would have loved to see it. I would have loved to. It would have been great. Okay, we'll take your calls when we get back. 347-989-0635. We'll be back in a little bit.
we're back. Uh, going over to Met game from last night, seeing how you know it fares in the series, two games to one. And I don't think you, I don't. If I'm a Met fan, I'm overconfident right now. I'm like, tell me, likey, tell me, want wingy. You know, I'm excited. I'm just relaxed. A little bit of the edge is taken off. If the game starts and you start getting a little, little crazy. And you go down two, you go down three. I, I maybe the anxiety level rises. I, I wouldn't necessarily get all crazy and 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 start saying, "Oh, we're gonna lose this game, and then we're gonna lose the next game because we got Granky going and they got Granky and we got Cindergard." I wouldn't necessarily say that. Just let the game play out, just like last night. You went down three nothing. They had the momentum, and then the momentum shifted dramatically into the Mets' favor, and. You know, that's what happens. Momentum in baseball is only as good as the next day's pitcher. So we'll see if Mats comes out. We'll see what kind of pitcher he is. Now he's really growing up in the playoffs right now. He's he's being thrusted into this role, and it, it, some say you know could be unfair. It's not unfair. You know, he's he's a big boy, four and zero. He did he did great. So we'll see if we can if he can step up tonight. And get the Mets into NLCS. You don't want to go into a five. Uh, you don't want to go the whole distance. You don't want to go five games. And then you start depleting your, you know, your bullpen. Your starting pitchers start pitching more, and then you can't really start. Depending on what happens, a clean with a clean slate in the NLCS. So you want to kind of preserve that and put some rest and and do all that. If you get away with winning tonight, I, I kind of see what Terry's trying to do. If you can sneak the win in with Mats tonight, you have. Um, Degrom going on a full a full period rest and whew, man, if you can get away with that in the playoffs, that's golden. That's worth a lot. Let me tell you. So we'll see what happens there. See if we can just sneak by tonight, and, and that's all we want to do. Um, as far as tonight goes, it's it's a it's a big game. It's a big game, and you know Clayton Kershaw, he's sixteen and seven. This year, aside from the postseason, 213 ERA, 301 strikeouts, a lot of strikeouts. Steven Matz, 4-0, 227 ERA, 34 Ks. That's, you know, those are good numbers. 227, I think he made six starts, 4-0, 34 Ks. Then he had that back issue. Hopefully he's, I'm, I'm sure he's fine from it. It doesn't linger or it doesn't come up tonight and he, he can pitch his game. Kershaw this year in the playoffs, 0-1, 4.05 ERA, 6.2 innings pitch, 11 Ks, 1.20 whip. Uh, postseason career for Kershaw, 1-6, 4.99 ERA over 12 games, nine starts, 57.2 uh, innings pitched, 69 Ks, 1.23 whip. And this is the reason why I say Kershaw – is vulnerable in the playoffs. What has he done? I mean, it's a small sample size. Yes, I get it. But you're talking about this guy who's an, a monster, a juggernaut in the regular season. And then he comes to the playoffs, and he is just a meek, regular, pedestrian-style pitcher. And, hey, I'll take that any day, especially when I'm playing him. Met fans, rejoice, because this is the guy you want on the mound. Everyone says Kershaw this, Kershaw that. Hey, until he starts proving himself that he can pitch in a big game, I, I take him. I'll take him. Let's go. Hey, Matt's 
Come on, it's your turn. Next man up. So Kershaw is going to come out tonight, and you always have that in the back of your mind. Is he going to go back to midseason form, regular season? Am, am I going to be a big game pitcher? Kershaw has to ask himself tonight. You never know. He hasn't proven it yet. Four nine ninety ERA. Twelve games. That's a that's a few postseason appearances. It's not like you know. Four, three, four games, three games. He's starting a few games here. 57 innings? And and you're one and six? <laughs> I mean, when are people going to start realizing that, hey, you can win the Cy Young every year. And when you go to the playoffs and you can't do anything, you can't dominate, people are going to start getting on you for that. And they're, they're – you know what? I feel like Kershaw is like a little bit of a golden boy. Like people are not afraid, but they always like let him off the hook early. And they always give him a free pass, and you really can't do that. You got to start getting on this guy. He's a he's a big time pitcher, a big time player. He needs to prove it. And how do you prove it? You go out there and you, and you dominate the Mets in an elimination game. And if not, hey, your season's over. Bye bye, Don Mattingly. Bye bye. You get scrutiny. Mattingly gets fired. So essentially, Clayton Kershaw might have the keys to Don Mattingly's future in his hands right now, which is. <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, I hope the Mets go out there and just lay a beating on him tonight. And they should. This is getting ridiculous. So let him be exposed for the kind of pitcher he is in the playoffs. And the recognition got to tone it down a little bit. All right. Everyone said, oh, Kershaw's going to go out there and pitch a great game tonight. Hey, well, how about we let him see, we let him prove it? History is always as, as a thing of repeating itself. And, and it's, True in baseball, and it's true with Clayton Kershaw. 2015, really small regular season sample size. Wilmer Flores, three hits, one RBI, 500 average. I think he's three for six versus Kershaw. You know, you might want to find him in there. When Kershaw makes his mistakes, which is very few, even in that loss the other night, he doesn't make very many mistakes. He walked guys. And he capitalized. That's the kind of stuff you need to do tonight. When he hangs a curveball, which is one of the most ridiculous curveballs I've ever seen. It, it just, it's almost impossible to hit. But if he hangs it, you know, misses a, a mark on the plate, you got to take advantage of it. And the Met fans are, are starting to really heat up. Uh, Met fans, Met, Met players are starting to really heat up right now. They're getting in that zone, almost every one of them. It's just the, the role Cespedes has had on this team. The way he just makes everyone a better hitter, and he does. He makes every one of them a better hitter. Granderson is protected. Wright's protected. You know, you have him batting one and two. That's your one-two hit combo. And they're getting protected because they know they, they have to pitch to these guys. They're seeing better pitches, and now they're starting to hit the ball. Is this hard to, to understand? I mean, Alderson, this could have been solved a while ago. You knew you had to get protection. I understand Wright was out, but then everything just started coming together in August, and every these guys were getting protected. Then Wright came back, and he came back at a perfect time because he, he he had just enough to get back and get in the swing of things. And he's kind of he's fresh right now, right? So he he, didn't, he doesn't have the uh, disadvantage of playing the whole year. So he's in this the series now, and he's fresh. He's like a little kid out there, man. It's like literally for him to play. He made last night. I love those hot shot plays of the hot corner. 
when the third baseman jumps up and snags it. I mean, they they just I get shivers down my spine when I see that. That's that's phenomenal. I love it. Some other plays are better, but that play is just I always loved it. So he's playing good. Cespedes is playing good. Duda is a little quiet, but he might start coming around. He starts coming around. You know how hot he gets. He starts jacking the ball and just hitting everything. If that happens, Mets are going to go far. That long ball is going to be well in place. So we'll see. We'll see how the Mets do tonight against Kershaw. Mets is going, you know, rookie. He's young. And, you know, we'll see what he does. Regular season line, he pitched against the Dodgers this year already. Okay, he's 1-0. Six innings pitch, two hits, two walks, eight strikeouts, a 1-3-2 ERA. That's, that's, hey, maybe that's had a little bit of, you know, that was lingering in the back of Terry Collins' mind. This guy pitched against the Dodgers. He knows the lineup. We can get away with sneaking one out with Mats and a guy who's already seen the lineup and pitched well against him. And not have our number one go on short rest. I see it. I see it. It's starting to make more sense to me as we go. So, if he can do what he needs to do tonight, be poised out there. He hasn't pitched since September 24th. Okay? That's a problem. Sometimes too much rest when you're a pitcher is not good. So, I'd be a little wary of that. We'll see what he does. Kershaw line. Against the Mets regular season, one and one, 16 innings pitch, eight hits, one earned, two walks, 18 Ks, 206 pitches. Eh, you know, he, he knows you guys. Now he had the, the, the game the other night, and he knows you guys very well now. Different, A little bit of a different team back then, but he knows you guys. He's faced you many times. Kershaw has dropped five consecutive postseason decisions. Longest skin in Dodgers history. Just to give you a little bit of a little bit of a history right there of what Kershaw is doing right now and why you shouldn't be that worried. Okay, we're going to take a little break. Uh, give me a call at 347-989-0635. We'll get to your calls. We'll talk a little NFL Monday night and why the NFL is thankful that that game went the way it did last night. See you then.
back. Talking a little bit of a uh, Mets Dodgers preview. Want to go into a uh, <clears throat> some NFL action last night and man, let me tell you something. The NFL is extremely lucky that that game ended the way it did. And we're going to go over what happened. Okay, so before we go into the game, there was a time when the Chargers punted the ball away from the, uh, to the um, or on the kickoff, sorry, to the Steelers, and the clock ran down 18 seconds off the off the original clock, 18 seconds, and nobody caught it. Okay, so the Steelers lost 18 seconds on that last drive of the game, and so now they're rushing, they're they're flying down the field, they're in their two minute offense. And they had that last play when they got down to the, the one-yard line, okay? Heath Miller caught the, 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 the catch at the one, got penalized, didn't really matter. You know, I think it was six seconds left, and they decided to run, run a play and try to win the game instead of tying it. Now, if you add the 18 onto that, you got 21 seconds. Then you got, you know, three three tries at the end zone. and Maybe make a, a, a better call, and you still have your timeout left, too. So you could have made a better call on what you wanted to do. You could have ran the ball, then you could have thrown twice, stopped the clock, and and that's it. And, and I mean, they still won the game, but if they decided, not that they decided, they you know called a play that didn't work and didn't get into the end zone, and they lost that game. I mean, how many how many plays are the NFL going to just drop the ball on with these refs? They're they're not doing a good job. Every week in and week out, something is going on where they're costing a team a game. And in the NFL, every win, every loss matters. Got sixteen games. You don't just throw games away because of the NFL. You and they should review everything. And if the game end, ends or another play is ran and they messed up, they should go back to the play. I understand that they ran the play and. You ran another play, and then, you know, the play before it gets negated. But that shouldn't be the case. You want the game to be on the level at, at every aspect. And when you mess up calls, you mess up times, it's not there. And that's not the product the fans want to see. They want to see, hey, if I'm even on the, the wrong side of these calls sometimes, you know, the Charger fan. If you're a, a, a good NFL fan and you've seen what happened last night and they didn't win and they didn't get in on, on that horrible play call, by the way, a wildcat formation with Levy and Bell and a shotgun at the one-yard line with six seconds left, seriously, we'll go into that in a, in a second. But if they don't get in, now you want to see <laughs> you want to see everything on the level. Even if you're a Charger fan, you win the game, yeah, you win the game. But that, that's going to happen to you one day. You're going to be pissed. So if everything is on the level, if every game is played exactly the way it's played, called exactly the way it's called, and there's no controversies, you can't complain about anything. That's just what it is. With these mistakes being made in the NFL, now you're, you're, people are complaining. People are, are pissed, and the product is deteriorating. And of course, it's never going to deteriorate where people stop watching because Let's face it, the NFL is the best product in probably in the world right now. As as far as entertainment-wise goes, there's nothing beating the NFL. It destroys everything on every level. So 
it's never going to go get to that point where it's going to affect viewership. But people want everything on the level. And when you get calls like that wrong, you're deteriorating the product, which is kind of sad, NFL. You really need to start just getting a better game plan. You got all these people in place. Got all this money, this revenue that you can use to fix these problems. So the game's a little longer. I want on-the-level wins across the board. Make the game five minutes longer. Maybe cut out a commercial. Because every time you got to go to commercial on everything, two-minute warning, you know, timeouts, everything. You could you have four commercials in a row if it's the end of a game and timeout, two-minute warnings, and, and whatnot. Why don't you stay on the field and cover cover some plays, go over formations, what they did. You know, make the game a little longer. Get the game on the level. Start training these refs to, to do the right thing out there and, and follow the guidelines, you know, put forth to them. And we'll have a better product. Now, get crazy game last night. It was it was it was good, but the Steelers with that play call at the end of the game, people were saying, "Oh man, ballsy call, this that." <laughs> no, stupidest call I've ever seen. Wildcat formation, probably haven't ran it all year. Practiced it a bunch. What are you trying to in the last six seconds? Now you're going to try to get keep them off their toes. Le'Veon Bell is the only reason that play worked last night because of that second effort. And he, you should be praising him and throwing rose petals at his feet because that was ridiculous. <laughs> He's a good running back, man. He is good. He got you that win last night with that play. Michael Vick drove you down the field. I mean, how many times are we going to say Michael Vick? It's been, been feels like forever. feels like I've seen him for like 20 years now almost it's almost true but he keeps on coming in every team he goes on except for the Jets last year which is that's because the Jets really don't know how to use anybody at the quarterback position when Rex Ryan was there so we'll see what he does as far as playing and see if he can hold this up if he can it's going to be great if he can't I don't know what to tell you. Taking phone calls at 347-989-0635. I'm going to call right now. How you doing, caller? What's your name? Where you from? Hey, it's Big Such. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Such? How you doing, bud? Uh, not much. Just climbed down off the roof to sit there and listen to your show and stuff. So <laughs> a little bit behind, but, uh, you know, uh you know, my Mets were doing it again last night. Uh, you know, I wish they would have done it, and tonight would have been last night would have been over. But hopefully, we can clinch it tonight. I I have a good feeling, especially when you go by what Stephen Matz pitched his pitching performance before against the Dodgers and Kershaw's the other night. I I think the pressure is totally on Kershaw. I think you got a really good chance of winning tonight. I think you're gonna I think you're gonna clinch before the season started. I said Mets. Three uh, three games to one. So hopefully that that's what comes out. Yeah, and I, I agree with like you said on Friday afternoon when we talked. Uh, you can get get the Kershaw, get to him early, get him out, and then just wait for their ballpen to implode and stuff. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, well, that, just, just hoping, that's, just keeping the fingers crossed today. <laughs> well, that's the case. Now, if it goes Kershaw Jansen, 
you're not, you probably are not going to have the same result because that means they're winning. And that means, you know, you don't want to see that one, two combo. You want to see no. Kershaw out in five and six and bring in, you know, bring in Baez again. So he can just, you know, add to that 81 ERA that he has right now. <laughs> yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Okay. So let's go next. But I have a feeling you're going to be calling me tomorrow and saying, Hey, the Mets are in the NLCS and, and, and you deserve it, man. It's it's probably going to happen. Well, I hope so. If not, I'll call you tomorrow and curse you out then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All so right. I'll talk to you call, later, man. buddy. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Quick Met call there. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the Mets tonight. It's going to go good. It's going to go good. As far as the Steelers getting back, Le'Veon Bell saved that game. The Steelers are now 3-2. and two. And they always seem – the Steelers always seem to come back and always say, like, in the beginning of the year, they're like, oh, Steelers are changing. Steelers not the same team they used to be. And they always try uh, like, get back on track and just fight and claw their way up. And, and that's what they're doing right now. It's kind of annoying to watch if you're not a Steelers fan because they're always in it and they're always there. The Ravens are finally taking a step back and regressing. And the Steelers are just still there. And that's what a good franchise does. You know? Michael Vick comes in, bends out. 13 completions, 26 attempts, 203 yards, one TD. Not bad. Le'Veon Bell, quiet all game. The game was 7-3 for the longest time. He had 21 carries, 111 yards, and one TD. And that's a quiet game for him. That's like, you know, some running back's, <laughs> career game and he that's just his quiet game Michael Vick ran the ball for the first time only one time yesterday he ran one time 24 yards and probably the biggest spot he could have done it in and big players do big things Marcus Wheaton bomb he got thrown see that they missed that guy one reception 72 yards Heath Miller 3 46 they're good Rivers had a normal Rivers game, 35 completions, 48 attempts. One day, one day, maybe the Jets will get a, a quarterback and attempt to throw 48 times. You know, we just don't believe in our quarterbacks like that. 355 yards, two TDs. Rushing, Melvin Gordon. He did good. He did good receiving. Rushing, 15 carries, 42 yards. Danny Woodhead. Everyone... I think everyone year in and year out is wondering when is Danny Woodhead going to disappear off the face of the earth. And it's just never happening. He's here to stay. He's a great running back. He's a great receiver. He's like that slash kind of backfield player that you want. He blocks. He picks up blitzes. He's just an overall sound player. You can hide. If you're not the most athletic person in the world, you can hide that with technical ability and knowledge and he does that he he does everything perfect out there and it's he's fun to watch and he does the right thing antonio gates <laughs> is, is he mad is he mad he got suspended nine receptions eight, 92 yards two tds he looked like antonio gates of uh of 2006 <laughs> 2007 he looked good he looked really good comes out with a vengeance pissed off not too sure what he uh, got suspended for. I know it was uh, substance abuse, but I'm not sure what he was taking. 
but he did good. Danny Woodhead, receptions, five, 66 yards, 13.2 average for, for little Danny Woodhead. So Steelers beat the Chargers and move up. And they're just going to keep on moving up the Steelers, I feel. Chargers are going to be there. Their division, you have the, the Broncos there. The Broncos squeak by every every team they play. Peyton is not the person he used to be. They might make it. They might not. San Diego is just one of those teams where they're always floating around the outside, and then occasionally they'll they'll pop in the inside. Then they'll pop out. They'll make the playoffs. They'll lose. They'll get a bye. Back in a couple years ago, they used to get buys every year almost, and then lose. So the Chargers are just the way the Chargers are. The NFL escaped one last night. Okay, so that's. That's that's a big thing. We're going to take a quick break, come back and wrap up the show. Rig here. Follow me at Twitter at the Big Rig Show. Call in 347-989-0635. Give me a call. Let me know what's on your mind. Mets playoffs. Game four tonight. Mets up 2-1. 8 p.m. I'm sure you guys will all be there watching. Even if you're not a Met fan, any New Yorker just wants to watch. Have to. Have to. Go to the game. Hear the crowd, the ambiance, you know, get all fired up. That's what you, <laughs> what we're here. That's why we watch sports for it. Okay. So Mets are going to go Kershaw, Mets tonight. You want to sneak away with a win. Go to the NLCS, let the other teams, you want, then you want the Cardinals Cubs to go five. Let them deplete each other. See what happens. See what they do. Okay? Then it's going to be, you know. We're ready to go. Okay? So, game four tonight, week six. We're going to do on Friday uh, previews. Go over uh, what I think, what my picks are. See if I can go back and and see, uh, you know, <laughs> how I do this week. I went 2-1 last week. Uh, the Bills 
Bills, it was close. It was close. We'll just say that. <laughs> pick our teams on, uh, pick our games on um, Friday. Go over it. Tomorrow we're going to go over the Met game again. Hopefully they're NLCS champions. And we can go in. And not to mention, they'll win the series 3-1. And who called that in the beginning of the series? That's what I'm looking for. Why? Man, I'm tired of being right. It's hard. It's hard predicting like this and being at it. <laughs> but so we'll see what happens. Big game, though. Kershaw is gonna is gonna blunder tonight. I feel he's the Met bats are too hot for him. They're too hot, and I don't think he's gonna be able to sustain that pitching performance throughout the inning. I think they're just gonna come on and start hitting the balls hard. I don't think there's gonna be a lot. You don't want him to start getting the strikeouts and and placing his pitches. Once that mistake start ha- start happening, once he gets you know to the sixth inning, seventh inning, that's when he starts faltering. It might be tough. Matt just needs to keep it together for the first couple innings. Last uh, the other day when they pitched game one, who got to him? Murphy had the solo shot, but nothing after that. Nothing before. Oh, sorry, nothing before that. And then what happened? The seventh inning. I called that too. The seventh inning is when he starts shutting down. Maybe Mattingly is going to take a different approach tonight. Maybe he'll say. Listen, this guy has a, a history in the seventh inning in the playoffs, just kind of taking a step back and not doing it. Maybe I should bring someone in. Can't let him walk the bases loaded again if you want to win the game. If he starts getting out of control, Met, Met, fan, Met players, be disciplined at the plate. Take those walks. Any chance you get, get your little hits, little bloopers, bloops and blasts, because you guys are living by the long ball right now. I don't blame you. When he makes that mistake, when he hangs that curveball, when he misses his target, take advantage. Come out victorious. Come out NLCS. Go into the NLCS. NLDS champs. Get your hat that you haven't had in forever. (laughs) And then, do you want the Cubs? Or do you want the Cardinals? Can't really think about that right now. Still got game four and maybe game five to think about. But, hey, it's right there. It's right there. It's dangling right in front of you. Okay? So, Met fans, good luck tonight. I'm sure you'll all be watching. Take it easy. It, it's going to happen. You guys you guys are going to come out. Okay? So, just do that, and we're good to go. This is Big Rig here signing off. 347-989-0635. Follow me at Twitter. At The Big Rig Show. And I'll see you guys tomorrow at 12. Bye now. Hey, does this suit make me look fast? No, no, no. Your face does.